Welcome to another episode of Freddy's World. Got a family member on here. My oldest cousin, Sam. What's up, Cuzzo? What's up, Cuz? How are you? I'm good. Nice to hear your voice. You out there in D.C. I'm in, in Minneapolis. Finally getting together on the podcast. It's nice to have a family member on, man. Oh, man. It feels real good, bro. It feels good. Feels good. How you been doing so far, man? I mean, what's been going on? You got these multiple businesses that you're doing, which I'm very proud of, you know? So let's get, let's start talking about your business before we start sharing all like our family stories. Like you could talk and talk about how you had the Jerry curl and all that. Oh, no, no, he didn't. didn't. No, he didn't. OMG. Oh, man. Oh, you just got me. that's what I came here for, I guess. Um, yeah, the the businesses are not really businesses, the ones that I have started. They were community projects. Okay. And um, community projects are interesting um, because they can become businesses. And um, along the way, um, it actually became a nonprofit. And so um, I actually have one nonprofit that's the fiscal sponsor and helps me do administrative work for all of my community projects. Um, That's the American Disabilities Association. Um, They're actually the ones to help me do everything. Um, They oversee the money and the fiduciary for what I do for doing for help, um, Empower Voices for Change. And we've got a new program called Choose Your Character as well. And so, you know, I I got all this by, by watching um, it was a unique experience. I was watching Catholic Charities because I was involved in uh, relaunching the Southern Maryland Food Council um, here in Southern Maryland. And they were actually sponsored and administered through Catholic Charities. And so I learned my, my lesson there. I said, wow, okay, so I can have a nonprofit that can actually sponsor community projects and, and make a greater impact. I looked up to my little brother, or the, the big brother. I'm the little brother here in a sense, and looked up to the big brother, um, larger nonprofits to see what they were doing, um, and then began to um, duplicate that on down. Um, and then for the, as for business, um, yeah, you you see a lot about all war communications. Um, that's that's one of my best friends' companies. He's um, a wonderful entrepreneur, Brian Murdoch, out in California. Um, great things happening with that company. Um, I was there in the beginning um, when he started the company, so I'm very happy and proud to still be around um, as an independent, kind of helping things, you know, move along here in the D.C. area. Um, he's now got 30 employees out there in California. Um, things looking real good over there. So um, all work communications you will see expanded out. Um, and they're our tech partner. They're the. Me get my technology solutions done. And uh, yeah, I found a way to to use everybody's skills, man. And, you know, so it's not always about me. Um, they see me as a hero, but I'm not, it's, it's more like the Hercules thing. Um, I'm more like the rock Hercules where you see the the movie, he had all those people helping him on the, <laughs> behind <Yeah>. the scenes. <laughs> it made him look good. So that's, it's all about it. Plus, you know, I had you along the way too, you know, when I was really kind of brainstorming on things that I wanted to do, I reached out to my family and, you know, looked to my family for support and, and I was able to get it. So, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, man. So when you said so, how can a person um, start a nonprofit? 
just if there's somebody out there, because I have a lot of listeners and some and a lot entrepreneurs. And if somebody wants to start a nonprofit, how would you suggest they go about it? Um, call me. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the simple answer. Um, get a hold of me, get in contact with me. Uh, one of my ambassadors or my team members will work with you or I'll probably do it myself. Um, but that's the that's the one answer to it. You call me. Um, that's the only answer I have. Um, of course, you can look it up, figure it out on your own and all these other answers. And we can take you through some coaching and all of that. Yes, we'll do that. But on the podcast today, um, if you need more information, it's just simple. Just get a hold of me, get a hold of us at Text for Help. Um, we will help you. You know, that's what we do. We're the technology edge um, to um, nonprofits and even some of the for-profit companies. Um, but we care more about the impact on the community and, and what's happening in the community. Uh, so if you have an issue or you have a need that you've defined and you have a solution for it and you need help bringing it to fruition and to light and bringing that dream to reality, then you're going to call me. You're going to call um, some of my, um, how would you say, my comrades. Um, yeah, your and, comrades. Yeah. And, and, and we're going to, we're going to help you. Um, it's just kind of simple. You know, it's, it's, Everybody says it's not about money. And for us, it, we say that, too. It, it's, it's not because ultimately it's about the impact we're going to make. Um, but we can't do everything for free. We try to um, as, as much as we can. Um, I work with a lot of grants and try to get people, you know, to look at grants as opposed to loans um, when they're starting businesses. And, of course, for nonprofits to, to be um, qualified for that, you want to have that tax exemption. So. We help you get your 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 um your project started. We'll get that tax ID, help you get that, then move on to filing the proper paperwork within your state or where you're going to operate, um, and then also get the the federal paperwork filed to get the tax exemption. So we do everything, and um, we're here. So yeah, man, if you want to start a nonprofit, reach out to us, or I would definitely say use Google, study as much as you can. You can do this on your own. Um, I, I'm kind of a disruption, so I hate that I step on a lot of people's toes because you know there's people out there that, that they they have this they have to do this for a living. So um, I try to make friends and not try to ruffle too many feathers, but I'm definitely the disruption in all areas of business um, because I get stuff done at the lowest bottom line. Uh, I've seen some consultants charge four and five thousand dollars for their service. And when I come in and tell you, hey, just make a donation to my nonprofit and we're going to get this done, kind of makes it simple for you. So, yeah, disrupt that industry there because we're pretty much doing things for free and, and what people can afford. You know, I'm not going to say, oh, you have this great project and you're going to help children. Oh, this is awesome. I like your idea. So here's a five thousand dollar consultation fee. And we'll get everything set up. It, it will cover all your fees and everything for filing, but it doesn't cost that much. Like if you look at the state fees, state fees are probably about five or six hundred bucks, depending upon your state. Um, federal, you're filing for your tax exemption, about two fifty, you know, so about seven, eight hundred dollars for fees. So the rest of all of that is is of course their labor and their consultation. And I mean, I don't mean to disrupt that, but when I reached out to get help for my nonprofit, um, that's what I ran into and, and I could not afford it. So that's what we're doing. So we, we will definitely provide you that service and support at a lower price point. 
Um, and if you cannot afford it, do not hold back your dream. Um, reach out to us at Text for Help. We're going to help you because we know what you're doing is for the kids. And around here, we do it for the kids. So, yeah, that's that's it about me. I really want to make this more about about you, man. I love you, um, Freddie. You know, everything that you're doing. I've, I've been watching you and, you know, your podcast has really been taking off. And I like the impact that it's making. And so, yeah, I'm I'm happy to be on here on one of the world's greatest podcasts. It, I mean, <laughs> it goes all over the world and everybody's listening to it now. So I'm like, wow, man, my cousin's a celebrity. So um, it's nice to have a celebrity in the family, man. Like, <laughs> I appreciate it. You know, just any attention I can get from you. It's, it's great. You know, I found out a few years that we was related to Michael Jackson, right? And the Jackson five and, you know, they're our cousins by, by way of Ruby Dell Jackson, our, our grandmother, you know? And so, yes. I'm like, okay, so we never got to meet him. And, you know, we were born after their celebrity, you know, in the seventies, they, they were already gone. Yeah. And so, and black families are not connected. And of course we're not reaching out, trying to get money. But definitely inspired by all the great humanitarian acts um, that he did. And then. Um, how did it go? Up? Um, I'm starting with the man in the mirror. Oh, asking him to change his ways. That song, yeah, made me change my ways. Okay, that song right there. Oh man, I was like, that's my cousin. I never met him, but he's a superstar. I can't believe it. And then along the way, I found out we had other great cousins because I was out there working in Indiana at different places like Wendy's and. My 16-year-old self going to yeah. college, I was working at Wendy's, and I found out I was working for one of our cousins, Junior Bridgman. Yeah, was Junior Bridgman, yes. That's one of our cousins as well, yes. Yeah, so the, these things were inspiring, you know, and I had to wake up after, you know, Gabby Douglas won the gold medal because my dad married her auntie. So I'm like, oh, man, this is crazy. All these great people in my family. Um, yep. Shout out first, to cousin. Shout out to cousin Glenn, the big dog. That's what I was about cousin. to say. Yes, big the dog. Was, legend. Yeah, there. That was the next word I was about to say. I was Glenn <laughs> Dog, Big Dog Robinson. So I'm yeah, like, we used to, yeah, we used to watch him play at when he was at, at um at Purdue. At Pur yeah, Purdue. But we also used to watch him in high school at Rosemary. Yeah, first man. Yeah. Yeah. And I was right across the street from Auntie Vaughn's house. Yeah. So. It was like, man, all of this great stuff coming out of our family, I had to wake up and I was like, man, I can't be a scumbag my whole life. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I really wasn't a scumbag. It's just, you know, we, as grown up, yeah. witness and, you know, having the religion, of course, you know, all in our lives, it was yeah. like, I've got to be a better person. I've got to do something. Um, by the time I was 10, I was in the baptized by the, you know, my, my, Godfather, who was a, a minister and pastor of the AME Church, uh, First AME Zion, North yeah. 80 Street, South Bend, um, giving a shout out there. Um, I moved around, bro. You know, yeah, like you I was, but, I'm a Hoosier. You know, I was yeah. all over. <laughs> yeah, you was everywhere. I just know, um, like I even tell my mom to this day, um, I told her I was having you on. She said, tell nephew, I said hi and I love him. But uh -huh. I just think with my mom taking me and Russ out of Gary, I think that was like the best decision she made because like, I, like I said, even though I love Gary, that's our hometown gave me birth. It wasn't yeah. really nothing there, you know, I mean, for us, you know, man, it was so hard in Indiana. Like, 
Okay, I ended up going to South by 11. Gary had a friend. He was, I was like eight or nine. He was 11. He was shot in a drive-by. I'm like, whoa. Then I had another friend who had committed suicide and his 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 sister had died in a and drowned in the bathtub. So it was a lot of craziness happening. I was only like eight, nine, eleven years old. Yeah. Was, by the time I got to South Bend, but you know, I was a, a really smart kid. And Gary, I was like one of the smartest in the school, you know. And then yeah. I got to South Bend and it was like I was just average. And then all of a sudden I'm getting paddled by teachers. Um, and the you know, teachers didn't look like me, so you know, I probably was abuse at that time, you know, but it was in the 80s. So, hey, I got paddled at Bronswick when we all went there. Man. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I don't know if Miss Gray is still alive, but she used to whoop my ass with that paddle, man. Oh, like, man, oh, man. Um, South Bend, let's, let's get, M- McKinley Elementary, um, Mr. Miller, if you're still out there, I owe you one, okay? Yeah, I know I that, a, that was abuse. Okay? I owe a whole lot of teachers from Brunswick <laughs> Elementary in Gary, Indiana, even though it's not there anymore, which is sad, but yeah. I'm still looking for Mrs. Gray, <laughs> Mrs. Smith. Like, they on my radar. <laughs> We're grown now. Now we have paddles, okay? Let's, all right. So, but now we've, I've kind of forgiven them, of course, but yeah. definitely know that that's not um, the way to um, educate discipline um, um, any, any physical um, harm that could come to a person is definitely not warranted um, that's what we have the judicial system for and um yeah <laughs> call the police um, yeah you yeah. can handle that call their parents you know something but we've, we've got to do better and so that's why um, do it for the kids it's been a, a major staple in my life I got involved in that and Gary um, it was start when I was a little kid, man, and mm-hmm. I was in that at like eight, nine, um, at six and seven. I was actually the poster child of the Asthma and Allergy Foundation. Yes, so I remember I, that. I you got to you got to go to the White House, cuz oh, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, man, it was cool. It was cool. Um, I should have never turned back. Miss Nancy Reagan, you know, I mean, well, the, I didn't get to meet um, Reagan at the time. I was mad though because. Uh, he he set me on fire. He met all the other kids but me, <laughs> and I, I took it personal. I was like, "Hey, Racist. man, <laughs> nah, you know." I was like, "You snubbed me. What is this?" this? But I don't think he did on purpose. He was called away to uh, um, another meeting, probably some important. But decision. but I swore you at least had a. Ch- did, I swore you had a chance. You met like the Miss Nancy Reagan, like. What's yeah, but she's not the president. So that's well, the, it was the white. It was the closest, you know. I mean, come <laughs> on, Cuzzo. I mean, I was I was upset because he. I was looking forward to seeing him. You know, yeah. and you know that's how it was. I I didn't really still in her own right. Um, and you know, life is funny that way. You know, where you kind of like you miss your gems. Um, even yeah. at it, you know, I'm looking back and I was a little kid with Do It For The Kids and I ended up on a few of the shows, you know, with them. We did a lot of performances in our choir and Do It For The Kids choir. And I I, got, I opened up a, um, it was a, what did you say? Uh, a, a picture of, of what we were doing. And then it, there was a, um, a flyer from our performance. And on the names like Butler and then I saw um, Thelma Lewis and Harry Belafonte, right? 
And yeah. I realized, I was like, wait a minute. I opened for Harry Belafonte. <laughs> yeah. Because on the itinerary, it was do it for the kids. Mm-hmm. And then Belafonte was coming on to perform. I'm like, wait a minute. I was like five years old and I didn't even realize all this great stuff was happening. Yes. Um, I ended up, you know, having fallen on hard times just because, you know, you don't know what to do with stuff. You know, here, you know, community that we grew up in, not a lot of education. Coming home, doing all these great things. It, that was my stardom. It was my turn, time to shine, five and six years old. But we just missed the boat because um, we didn't know what to do. We were very humble people. Yeah. Um, and my father, he had a construction company. So he was already a millionaire and I had no idea. Um, the yes. hardest part about that is I had no idea. We grew up in the middle of Gary, Indiana in the hood. And yes, dad, was, yes, I remember. Sorry to cut you. I remember you was the, when you, you was the first one in the family having Nintendo. So I knew you guys were rich. Man. <laughs> I was like, man, we used to be over there all the time in the basement. You know, on Tumpkin Street, because you used to stay to stay down the street from Grandma, and you was the first one in the family having the Nintendo. No, no, no. First one in the family was Andre. Cause no, I Andre. swore it was you. No, I think it was Andre. No, I know it was because I got a Nintendo because Andre had one. You that swore was it was Andre. I, I swore it was. I thought it was yes. You. My okay. first Nintendo, my dad bought it from Andre. Okay, because okay. Andre was so good at the time, he was a gamer. Like he was yeah, selling but... that game to get another game, and <laughs> I didn't even realize it. Okay, yeah, I, I swore, I swore, I thought it was you that had the first one. I mean, man, I should have bought it brand new because, of course, I got it used, and I had to take the cartridges and blow on them and stuff. And... <laughs> <laughs> we all were like... down there blowing on the games, like we got to get this to work, man. <laughs> and the whole time, I'm not realizing like he sold it to me because. It was dusty. We didn't know about cleaning on the inside. No, nah, <laughs> we just we would blow. I mean, I remember I because you because because you older than I am. Happy belated birthday, you know. And you. I used to make it like you look like your little brother Brian. <laughs> That's why I'm glad yeah. Brian was born because I hated being the youngest in the family. <laughs> <laughs> so when Brian, I wouldn't came, let I you live like, it down yeah. either. I wouldn't well, let you live it down. I used to remind you of it. I'm like, yeah, I'm older than you. Yes. I used to do that all the time because you was bigger than me. <laughs> well, well, you know, you, you look good. You still look like Nelly, man. I'd rather get called Nelly than Rick Ross or Uncle Phil, fam. Oh, like, come on. <laughs> yeah. You don't Rick really look Ross. like Uncle Phil, bro. You don't. That's, they just Rick, mess with any, you. any ball guy with a beard, like Suge Knight, Rick Ross, yeah, Uncle man. Phil. When I Let's... wear my readers at work, I get the Marcus Spears from first take. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> But you you still look good, man. You look you still look like Nelly. Like I I'm trying to get you to come visit in Minnesota so I can show people that I'm actually cousins with Nelly. You still got the Indiana <laughs> accent, you know? Yeah, so I probably could I'd be a good impersonator, huh? Yes. Like <laughs> give me some Air Force Ones. <laughs> yeah, get you the band-aid, you know. I mean, like I get oh, one because since I've been Minnesota lies, you know, some of the families just still joking, like you talk so proper. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. You do. It's just it's it's we were we were raised with that that biblical structure, man. And we were talking 10th grade uh, reading levels and in elementary school. You you and I both had that. Yes. And so, you know, it's 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 a blessing and it's a curse sometimes. But I, I'm yes. I'm very happy that we had that experience and it, it was a sheltered life for some time. But 
Yes. It was okay because you know when I when we hit the world, it was like, what do we do? Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's like an Amish boy, you know, just dropped yeah. in the middle of the city, you know, and that's how we were. But it's okay, you know. We we figured yeah. our way out and you know, figured figured our way around things, and for the next generation, um, we're we're the the open door. So I'm proud of that. Yeah, I am too. We figure out situations that work better for us. That's how I would. Yeah, like. Yeah. So tell me, like, I so let's just say, like, I know we've caught up a couple times since then, but like, I know the relationship thing with you, man. Like, what's up? You got all these girls, they're like beautiful, like, whoa, man, like, okay, I see your lifestyle and I see the people you hang out, and it was just so inspiring, Freddie. I was like, ah, this is great. Like, Fred, it's like on top of the world out here in Minnesota, but you don't realize it's like you're like a Hollywood movie star right there in Minnesota, bro. <laughs> It's great. It's great. You put you put your city on the map, man. You really did. So, you know, this podcast has really just been taking off. Like, and I watched it. I'm like, it went from just like a few people the first day, and then bow. Like by day two, it was like thousands. I was like, whoa, how did this? Like, this guy just went viral. And I was already telling you, I was like, I want to be a part of your podcast. Yes. So I'm happy to say that. Um, I can raise my hand. I will, I'm not bandwagon. I'm not jocking over here now that you're famous and everybody's. I'm, I'm not famous, cast. man. I'm not. I'm nowhere near famous, man. Oh, you're so humble. I know. But so I rose my hand when there was just a few people um, joining on, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to be on the podcast. So I'm glad you brought me on now when you got all these followers. This is like so cool. Like I, I'm so humble, man. Like yeah, yeah. You were you you were one of the few people besides my mom that was like man keep it up you you got this you know so yeah yeah and my mom doesn't listen to the podcast my you know my mom she old school she don't know what a podcast is but she's like <laughs> hey that's cool you know i mean I, my brother russ um i think he listened to a couple episodes um uh, mm-hmm. i don't think anybody else in the family listened to because let's be honest this some of the stuff is adult topics so there's some swearing yeah. and some of the so it might my podcast is not a not the cup of tea for some of our family members, and I'm fine with that. You know, it's just who I am. You know, and what I like to talk about, I like to talk live about your truth, bro. Live your yeah. truth. It is what it is. It's we're we live in America, and we have that Fifth Amendment right, right, to say what we want to say, do what we want to do, right? Mm-hmm. In the yes. law, so. You're not breaking any law. I, I've been telling people the past two weeks, like, think about it. Like, you're not a bank robber. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what are we doing here? Like, you're awesome. You're great. You know how people question themselves and things. So yes. regardless of whatever it is, I can use this for any situation and be like, so are you a bank robber? Uh, No. Okay, then you're a good dude. All right, drop it. We're going to move on. Next subject. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> like, yeah, man, like you never have to explain yourself to yeah. me, anybody. If, they, if you if you have anybody question, you call me. I'm ready to kick their ass. You know, <laughs> I just cuss. Yeah, I cuss. So yeah, yeah, yeah you can cuss on here. Some man. people hey. think. Some people think they're like, oh, he he's going for some political seat or he's in the religion. Yes, I'm into both um, politics and religion, but I'm not going to be a pastor and I'm not seeking a political seat. Um, I'm doing this because I like being the guy that sits in the pews in the church. I'm in the audience. I'm a I'm a cheerleader. You know, I'm I'm part of the change, of course. Um, but I don't have to be out in the front doing everything. I want to be in the front as a leader, sure. 
but you know i'm not here to steal a spotlight from everybody you know more or less understanding that i have a light to shine on people i am the spotlight that's what i tell them so yeah nice. you're not a bank robber bro like you know so yeah kick ass you know <laughs> shoot that's how i feel i'm like that that's me as a superhero you know if i was a superhero i'm kick ass you know what i mean kick ass <laughs> well you call you you could call your big little cousin to handle your light work out there in dc you know so <laughs> yeah man when you, you're coming out here to dc yeah I, I was planning on coming but the whole pandemic happened so um I'm gonna try to come out there the first the first year of January, you know. So, well, let me be correct on this. I, I do not live in DC. I live on the outskirts of DC in the suburb areas. Um, Maryland. We'll go ahead and put it out. Yeah. Put it on the map. I'm in Maryland. I'm in Akakik, Maryland. Uh, <laughs> let me put yeah. it on the map. You know, so um, that's one of the places that you know people. Have. It's like um, when you would see. Um, the Empire commercial on TV, right? Remember that? Yes. Remember Five, Empire? eight, eight, two, three hundred. Yes. Empire. Yes. And then you see their address and it say in Bethesda, Maryland. And I've always think like, dang, where's Bethesda, Maryland? <laughs> you know, that must be some place where all of the corporate offices are, you know? So yeah, I'm or out where here. all the white or all the white people live because we didn't have <laughs> any too. white people in Gary. <laughs> it, it, it seemed like another country. So yeah. <laughs> uh, we're we're putting Akakeek, Maryland on the map. It's yeah. where my, our corporate office is, you know. And so, yeah, shout out to Akakeek, Maryland. Yeah, um, <laughs> Maryland. That's well, my yeah. new year. <laughs> yeah, but I'm gonna try to come out there at least like part of January, man. That's gonna be the goal because want to come out there and see you, Brian, Uncle Drew, my favorite auntie, your mom Vanessa. But I call her Auntie Diva, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. And she still has like the most amazing voice when she sings. Oh, wow. Yeah, man, she. I owe it all to her. I can I can carry a, a half a note compared to her. Wow. You know, she's amazing. She's amazing. I just, I remember when she um, I was in the kitchen with grandma, and this when your mom recorded the greatest love of all. Yeah, I heard and grandma played the tape. Yeah, we're dating the bag tape. Yeah, in the tape. In the radio. Yes. <laughs> and um yeah, I miss grandma. Grandma always had the plastic on her furniture too, man. Remember that? The plastic <laughs> out <laughs> just hold on. Brain fart. Um <laughs> plastic on the furniture. This is a <laughs> yes. everything we're talking about. I'm sweaty right now because <laughs> I think about the plastic stuck to my face after I fell asleep one day. <laughs> <laughs> literally and i woke up and i was like i can't move why <laughs> like i sweated and then it dried you know what i'm saying <laughs> it's like that's the worst like you're on there you're like okay cool now i'm sweaty okay i'm in the ocean okay no okay now i'm in a desert all of a sudden i'm dry but now i'm stuck to the plastic <laughs> yes yes they had the they had that i remember they had the yellow couch in yeah the living room with the plastic you know because uh, in the living, I remember the living. It was that plastic out, and it was like that baby picture of me, like right in the living room that was on that wall with your with the Joker hair that you had. Yeah, with the joke. <laughs> hey, the, hey, that Joker hair was fire back then. With the part down the middle, and with the part down the middle that is hanging up at my mom's house still to this day. Yes. <laughs> Do you know the story about that picture? Tell me. <laughs> okay, 
So the, I think the picture was done like at J.C. Penney's or, or Kmart or one of those or Zales, one of those apartment stores <laughs> back in the day. Right. But my, that was the only copy my mom got. So what? when my mom went to show grandma, she didn't she didn't intend grandma just to take it and hang it up and say thank you. It was the attention mom to show it. It's like, oh, that's a cute picture. So when mom when my mom went to show grandma, grandma looked at it and say, oh, this is cute and it'll look good right here. And grandma wall. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> you was her baby, man. We were all her babies. Grandma took care of us, man. Like man, I remember the the breakfast sandwiches she used to make when um well, we used to have to walk to Brunswick Elementary, you know. You remember the food, bro? Yes, that was Grandma Ruby's specialty, though, like the breakfast sandwiches. Oh my God, he that... said the sandwiches. Yeah, the breakfast <laughs> sandwiches, you know. Oh my God! Yes, the breakfast I don't remember sandwiches. The food. I remember and, the food. and she used to put the Vaseline on our face in the winter time, and I remember Arnold. <laughs> Arnold, my dad. I rest in peace, Arnold. I love you. Oh man, yeah. Time, I had oh, so man. much plastic. I mean, I had so much Vaseline on my face because grandma used to put the Vaseline on our face in the wintertime, which I still use to this day. So does Russell because the Minnesota winter. It worked. But I remember Arnold was just like, How come Freddie's walking around looking like patent leather? Because <laughs> <laughs> grandma oh, put like God. so much baggage, put so much Vaseline on my face, you know, so because it. Helps with the with the cold and stuff, you know. I mean, I don't know if it's the myth or whatever, but I still do it in the Minnesota winter. I'll put some Vaseline on my face. Man, cocoa butter. I've I've graduated, man, to the cocoa butter. <laughs> cocoa, it's not as greasy. Um, after about an hour or two, it kind of soaks into your skin, you know, like like um, a wet seal. Um, yeah, so I miss Arnold, man. Like Arnold was the dude. He was literally. Like the uh, he's like an old school pimp to me, man. You know how the clothes were back then. So yes, yeah, he always wore the fedoras. That's that's why I get always get like why I got my style of hat because I still love wearing hats because of Arnold, you know. And even though Arnold was not my biological father, I still have not met yeah. my biological father. He stepped yeah. in and took care of me, you know. So he's always dad, he's dad bro. I always love that man. Like Arnold Wright is my tell me nothing. You know? Right, it's to the point where, bro, I didn't even know that. I'm like, that's your dad. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's my that's that's my dad. Like, even though yeah. Fred Lewis Joyce signed my birth certificate, Arnold Wright is my dad. You know, that's the only dad I I know and acknowledge. You know, so I understand. I never I never met your biological. So I he missed either. out on the good guy, man. Literally. I haven't either. If you if you find them somewhere, let me know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if you're out there, um Brent Lewis um, Joyce. Fred, um you your your son is amazing, bro. So um uh, yeah. Um yeah, rest in peace to my dad too, man. Like yes, Big Sam, yes. <sighs> Two thousand nine, man. Yes. He was shot eleven times, bro. Yes, that's that was hard. How do you man. get murdered. I was so mad at him. You know, like, look, how do you? You're dead, and I'm mad at you. Like, so let me just put the word out to everybody. Um, if I love you and you're part of my family, and you die, I'm gonna kill you. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. just let you. If you die, I'm gonna kill you. All right, because you're not supposed to die on me. Like, and so my dad got murdered 
So I wasn't really mad. I'm just mad at the situation. Um, yeah. And it's just like, ah, I've, I literally, and I want to thank you, bro. Like, cause I lost my brain. I lost my mind. And, um, and I, and I was suffering from mold poisoning at, the, at that time. Like after he died, I fell on hard times and, you know, ended up living in a house. that wasn't the best of houses to live in. And, you know, I, I had mold poisoning. And so I went crazy, crazier on top of the depression. And, um, I thank you for, you know, you know, being a, you're one of the only family members, bro, to still be, be by my side. Um, even though, you know, things are so amazing in my life right now. Like, yeah, you know, like, it's like, <laughs> I still, I still needed my family. Like yeah. nobody can replace you. You know, I've met, you know, some of the greatest stars out there. I'm not going to name them all because I don't want to miss anybody and I don't yeah. want to single anybody out. Like I'm, pinpoint anyone um the celebrities i i look up to the most are my family members so yeah i've met all these great people but nothing can compare to the love um that i get from you guys you know the love from you my family yeah. and um it's 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 the most important thing man so yeah my first cousin is frederick kendall joyce and uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm i'm on his podcast today and yes. this is me. This is me here. Um, this is my sum total, bro. Like, this is me right now. Sum total of life right here. Did all I've, I've done in my life, and I'm here at the top of my game right now on Freddy's World. Ha! Let's do this, bro. Well, I kind I kind of felt it was time to have some family members on, you know, because I was just like, well, I'm gonna get Sam because he always wanted to be on, and it's not like I didn't want to have you on right away. I just felt like I had to get like. <laughs> I just kind of felt like I had to get it like set up right, get the followers up, and because with the podcast, it's hard, man. You owe me no excuse. I love it because here I am at the pinnacle of it, and I'm like, bro, I'm humbled. You bring me on now, now after everybody's listening. Oh man, thank you, thank you, Frederick. Joyce is the man. So I'm putting it out there, guys. Like this is this is the podcast. You better get involved right now. I'm sending this all across the world myself because I'm on here today. Like, yes, technology has literally changed the game for us, man. And while I was out doing my thing in 2015, I, I ended up coaching um, some people out here that were starting a business and they were really working on children's programs. We ended up winning an award called the Most Disruptive Technology Award from Loudoun County government. I helped them figure out how to communicate through text messaging for 911, right? And mm -hmm. I had no idea that this was a big problem that they didn't have a solution for for like eight years. They were wow. working on it since like 2009 or eight. I show up out here in this area 2014, 15, and everybody's been working on it. But I found out it was really money. You know, to get people to work, you got to pay them, right? Right. Um, so me, I ended up representing the phone company, the ILEC and CLEC companies through a, a master technology agent. Right. And then mm -hmm. I, I, I had all the tools in my hand and didn't even realize it. And I sat down um, working on a project. And then when I was going through the project, I'm like, man, we can do this for 911, not just for for kids, for suicide and bullying. Yeah. And so. I looked up the information. Lo and behold, I'm working through Avaya, and there were actually Bell Laboratories in the past, and um, they have the information on okay, this is what we're going to be doing in the future for 911. 
Um, and I had access, exclusive access to this because I worked for the company. And so how did we get this information to the public? It was going to require a consultant to be paid to handle these things, right? So right. Um, I wasn't being paid. I was doing this for the children. And I fell on a solution that basically put me on the map because in the next year, um, the FCC um, had a staff called the um, the OCBO, Office of Communication Business Opportunities, looking for um, companies and, and entrepreneurs like myself. And then they hosted a tech fair. And I was there um, showcasing some of the technologies that we're using today. Um, about, right about that time, it was right before, you know, kind of like Zoom was taking off. Everybody was doing conferencing. We didn't have a name for it or a brand um, that was sticking out, but really was one of the um, companies bringing things to um, to the public and, and putting it on the map. So, and and rightfully so, being um, you may know Avaya, like their history going back is then was TNT. Prior to that, with Bell, and that was the only phone company. Okay, yes, Bell, Alexander Graham Bell, guys. Okay, so they still own the patents to you know the communications. Um, solution. So you may see other companies, but ultimately um, still the knowledge still rests with those that invented it. And so um, I'm in that great position because I have that, that knowledge now and we're just out helping people. We're going to keep helping people and keep moving things forward in the community. And yeah. I'm like, how do we, how do we do that? We got to get the word out to awesome platforms. And, and I definitely appreciate what you're doing because you're using technology um, you're at a level that most people aren't. And so definitely appreciate being out here today on your podcast and having a chance to, to give out my, my, um, my message to the world. You know, my message is together, we will win. And so just always everybody knows that we got to work together, stick together. And I love you, bro, man, man. I don't know, man. It's just, I'm overwhelmed, man. That's all. Just overwhelmed. Well, I love you. I love you too, little big cuz. You know, I mean, <laughs> little big cuz, little big cuz. I mean, yeah, you're I'm older than me, but I'm taller and bigger. <laughs> I'm five six. I'm the runt of the family. Everybody's like six two, three hundred pounds. What happened? Well, Dang. I'm under, man. I'm under. You are? Yeah, I'm under three. I, I've been sober seven months. I don't drink anymore. Oh, let me say congratulations. Yeah. Yes, I've been watching that. I've been seeing yeah. that. Good job. Yeah, every day after work, I do like three, four mile walks. You know, what? Or, yeah. I always wanted to kick your ass because I was like, this dude, there's no way. Quit drinking. What are you drinking so much for? I was like, ah. And you know, you can't tell people what to do. And yeah. you're a big guy. So I never challenged you. But yeah. so, like, I'm like, you're doing this on your own, it's your own idea. I never said anything. And I was like, bet. I don't even have to say anything. I'm like, thank you, Jesus, because that was a dream come true for me, bro. I, like, I, that's a prayer answer for me. Like, I always wanted you to stop drinking, you know, so much, and you know, not you never really had too a problem with it where you couldn't handle yourself. You were always you're happy drunk, you know. So yeah. you, you weren't like I'm drunk and I'm tearing up the world. Like you're drunk and then you're like loving on people. So yeah, I just yeah. I just wanted to keep the party going. You know what they said. <laughs> Oh, we ran out of wine. Be like, I usually don't do this, but uh, keep the party going, you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst, though, because you know it's like acceptable. It's like, and you, we got to pay attention to that and be careful with that because you're celebrated and you're a happy person. 
we got to realize like yeah like like chris farley you know he made us all laugh right yeah but he's not here with us we'd rather have him here with us right right i'll give up some of those laughs and some of those jokes i i'll give up the fat guy in the little coat joke just to have him here yeah and you know I, we love that joke yes fat guy yeah. in little but i didn't realize how much alcohol does so much damage to your body till after i stopped drinking and did some research i was just like man like to the brain, to the liver, you know, I mean, yeah, it does a lot of damage, you know, I How mean, you feel now, I feel great. Like, I feel like, um, my body feels great overall, overall. Um, I feel like I'm a much better thinker and clear headed. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel great overall, you know, um, waking up, not feeling like shit, you know, I mean, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good start. Let's do that. But I just, I mean, it, it's, I mean, it's. I'm not trying to push my sobriety on people. People still will do what they do. Do you? But I'm just saying, hey. alcohol is not for me anymore. You know, I still like to go out every now and then and be social and enjoy myself. But I'm either drinking ginger ale or Sprite, you know, mm-hmm. or so. Are you Are you ever going to be to the point where you might be at a social drink again, or? You know what? I don't know. You know, I mean, I don't. I don't say. Um, I'm not because my goal, I always used to stop and I would stop for 30 days and go back. But I just wanted to see how long I wanted to keep this journey. And it turned into seven months, you know, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I don't have an answer to that question. So, I mean, I just take it day by day, you know. Yeah, I'm not beating you up if you do either. That's what I'm saying, because I think people that can handle their liquor and can drink in moderation without becoming a, a health issue is is someone that has mental um, how do you say um, strength there because it's like alright I can have a drink and not drink again for another three months you know yeah. and you know I, I, I look up to those type of people now me I, I'm not that type of person you know I'm more of a smoker than anything if I was going to do anything you know not not on the cigars anymore I'm definitely an advocate of the medical marijuana I am uh, too I am too especially so. With my knee, because I broke my kneecaps for I broke my kneecap four years ago, um, and mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, I I have done some edibles to help my knee pains, and I'm I'm all for medical marijuana, you know. Yeah. What I mean? yeah. So good, man. Like I, it's definitely a a, a better thing than having um, that addiction to over the counter or, or opioid prescription drugs because they they really do shut you down. Um, yeah. I had a 19 year old mentee. Um, in my program, actually passed away a few years ago uh, from taking too many aspirin and Tylenol. You know, he oh, wow. caused himself an issue. He, he had thyroid problems, you know, it caused him to be overweight. And, of course, being in pain, mm-hmm. he just wants to numb the pain and yeah. make the pain go away, not realizing he's causing himself an even more greater issue that would take his life. Yes. And so, you know, sometimes you got to deal with the pain. You know, if it hurts... Let it hurt. Don't take any of those pills just because the pain is a reminder to you. It's like, hey, it reminds you first off your life. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's telling you that something's wrong. So then if you mask the pain and you can't feel the pain anymore. Right. Right. You can't you don't know what's going wrong with your body. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. and so. Yeah, this is like this is a good thing, man. Like, I'm glad you're. You're the man. I mean, being your big cousin 
And uh, now I'm like, what am I, two years older than you? Yeah, you're a year, so. Yeah, a year and like a month or two? Yeah, because I'm about to be 42 next month. Whoa, big dude, yes. August, hold on. It's um October 8th, right? Yeah, because Brian's October 9th, yeah, so. I got your birthday right, didn't I? Yeah, October 8th, yes, because Brian's yeah. October 9th. Look at that. I'm just, I'm knocking it out the park here. Okay. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, happy birthday, cuz. Like, I've never forgot your birthday, honestly. Like, yeah, I, yeah, because it's right, it's right before your little brother's Brian. So, I mean. Oh, now you're giving out my secret. Ah! <laughs> hey. Just, just pretend I remember just cuz. Hey, yes. hey, I, hey, I know, I, I know Auntie Vanessa's trick. Like, hey, happy birthday, nephew. You know, you know it's Brian's birthday tomorrow. Don't act like you. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's your youngest son's birthday right after mine's auntie. No, I was thinking about you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you look on Facebook. Happy birthday to my youngest son, Brian Lee Williams. <laughs> like I got a reminder because my nephew's birthday was the day before. Yeah, I know. <laughs> 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 it's like God gave me a a notification, a preset yeah. notification. Like, yeah, don't miss your brother's birthday. Yeah, your cousin's birthday the day before. Before, so, yeah. So. I know, I know your trick, Auntie Vanessa. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Fred. Thanks, yeah, man. No you were born just to remind us. <laughs> yeah, I'm just born to remind everybody of the youngest person in the family's birthday. Yeah, <laughs> you were born to tell people I'm not the youngest. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? I'm not the youngest in the family now. Yeah. Stop messing with me. That's man. We used to roast you for some reason. Well, not just me, but everybody else. Like, oh, I, I, oh I, I mean, I was the, I was the youngest. I got roasted all the time, man. I mean, I, I ain't afraid to say it. Y'all used to whoop my ass in Nintendo. I would cry, man. So <laughs> I would take it like I would cry. I used to take it so. I mean, I'm still a gamer to this day. But it's just like I used to take it so serious and cry, man. Like, yeah, you was you was the cry baby. I was the cry baby. baby. I'm not gonna lie, man. But hey, when I got into football, it toughened me up. So I mean, I was like, why is he so big? Like, wait a minute, what happened? <laughs> what happened? This, yeah, man. I've been playing football too. So like, we needed, to, we should have played together. That would have been great. Yeah, that would have, that would have been, man. I look, I like look back, man. I'm you're you're one of the inspirations for me getting into sports, bro. Because you know when you were playing baseball, I'm like he's playing, he's playing little league baseball. Wait, wait, wait. Let's. I didn't play. This this, this is what happened, man. What Russell, Mulder, Russ, Russ was good at baseball. Russ was good Russell. at baseball and football. Yes. I sucked at baseball, but they figured since Russell's the oldest and I'm his little brother, I will be good. I yeah. sucked. Ass at little league but at Bronswick Little League. I suck. I could did? I didn't hit the ball. I wouldn't chase the ball when it was hit to me. I never swung, but yeah, I made the all-star game, and there was some bullshit behind that because I got that's what I was like. I thought you was good. You was on the all-star team. I don't know how I made it to this day. I, I call bullshit on that one, man. I suck <laughs> at baseball, man. Like I would not I would play in the outfield, the ball would get hit to me. I wouldn't chase it. Like I hated baseball. You messing with my mind, man. Some for some reason in my mind, I was like, Fred's like this baseball all-star. No, no, Adra. I excuse my friend. I fucking sucked at base. I hated it. I hated it. I I swear you were good. No, I wasn't. 
Don't don't let that don't let that clean. I had the cleanest uniform on the team, dog. I I used to love that picture, man. You took the picture in the uniform. I'm like, man, I I can't wait. I want to play. And they wouldn't let me play sports at that time because it was a religious thing, you know. But it's like Jehovah's Witnesses, we we weren't allowed to play sports or whatever. You was breaking the law, breaking the law. Hey. Breaking, I suck. but when I got into football, I excelled at football. I was like, Yeah, I like to, I'm big, I like to hit. shit. I like to, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> I was like, Let's do this, let's do oh, this. Man. So, I, in high school, what high school did you go to? Richfield High School. Shout out to my Spartans class of '98. You know, I'm still good friends with a lot of people I graduated high school with, man. But yeah, I excelled for football, man. Football was me, yeah. What position you play? I didn't. I never saw you play football. Um, well, you were still. I was here in Minnesota while you were still in Indianapolis. Um, but no, um, so you then either, right? Yeah. Um, I was um defensive tackle, um offense, offensive guard. You know, but I love the defense aspect, man. I just wanted to just, just, just drive my helmet in somebody's chest, dog, like straight up. <laughs> I was all about the defensive life for football. I'm I'm looking at Ryan lifting weights now too. He's he's getting big. Yeah, well Ryan's the tallest in the family. What is it like six eight, six, six, seven? It make no sense. No yeah. sense. Huge. Yeah, Ryan's like six seven. I didn't realize he was that tall. Yeah, he's I, like six six, six seven. He's one of those. Ryan's always been tall. I've always been tall, yeah. And then then you realize, like, wait a minute, you're huge. Yeah. Like, how did these guys – how did they get that big? That's why I was just thinking, like, <laughs> why am I so little? That's yeah, you and Brian got little than we did. You got, you got like, all the linemen for a football team, and you the quarterback, and Brian's the, the running back pretty much. <laughs> I guess. That would have been great. Speaking but of Brian, since everybody remember his birthday because he the youngest, and I just sent a reminder for everybody that it's Brian's birthday. Yeah, happy Still birthday, Still to this day, Brian's face glows in the dark, man, like a light bright. <laughs> Your mom used to call him like a glow worm or something? Yeah, a glow worm because his face used to glow in the dark, man. Still to this day. I don't know, but it was the truth, though. This is the truth. Like, one day we turned the lights off and you could, just, you could still see him. And it yes. was like, what is it? You have some sort of luminescence in your skin. <laughs> His face still glows in the dark, man. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't get. If I That's... when I come visit and I walk in and Brian's sitting in the dark by himself and the lights, the lights are off and his face is glowing, I'm just gonna turn around and leave, dog. I'm gonna get myself a hotel. That is funny, man. <laughs> yeah, you ain't getting me in no house of no conjuring. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot. Oh man, I I actually don't believe in that stuff, but you got to believe in it because it's like there's stuff out there, bro. You never really know. We can't. We can only see our you know three dimensions basically, but that that fourth and fifth dimension, you like we don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not even gonna test it. But yeah, if if something like that is going on in these houses and you know scary haunted houses where I'm good, um. Yeah. Yeah, they say, do you believe in it? Yeah, I'll, hey, you good. I'm not going to say I don't and then get scared and get killed from something. Yeah. <laughs> something somewhere, gonna, so. <laughs> I'm just going to turn around and leave. I, I'm not going to I'm not going to even check to see where the noise is coming from. It's hurt. As soon as I hear it, 
Like, you know, I can't even stay, dog. I'm just going to slide out <laughs> to the car and I'm out. But normally black people leave when they hear those noises anyway. Well, like, we, get, we get killed when the credits start rolling, dog. Like, we don't survive in horror movies. You look up. It's only a white face looking around. Yeah. <laughs> the black people are already killed. Oh, that's funny. First of You're all, <laughs> first of all, if, if with the black people in horror movies, they need to keep it right. Like, if we're in the woods, you know we barbecuing. You know we got oh, the music man. playing. Alcohol flowing, spades is being played. Hands line is going on, and as soon as you hear it, somebody be like, "I got to We packing this shit up, and we out, dog. I can't. No, Lido's ribs. That. I love this fact that we can sit here and talk about this on both sides. I got my friends that I explained to them earlier today. I said, "Man, you know, we're really Irish people." <laughs> at 21, I, I'm sitting here looking through pictures, and I'm like, "Who is this white man, Mom?" Like, that's your grandpa. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, great grandfather was white. Yeah. What is this? Like, are you serious? And like, okay. At that point in my life, like, I was never really prejudiced or anything. I'm, I was actually proud of myself at that moment when I realized I have not discriminated against anybody for anything. Yeah, and it made me even more accepting of you know of people, and so that's why I'm on this you know humanitarian move and you know walk of life because the America's got to know, man. Like we're we're two black men right here on this podcast, but um, the patriarch of our family on our our mother's side was a Confederate general named John Bridgman. Okay. Yes. And. You can look up our house. It's on the National Register. Okay. The Bridgman House in Tennessee. He actually owned half of Tennessee. And we didn't know that till later. But yeah. now I'm proud to say, America, wake up. Wake up. This is the seeds of your Confederacy. This is the seed of America. And we're the cream of the crop. Yes, we're African American people, but we are American, full blooded Americans here. And it's amazing to to know that we are connected to this land um, from yes our indigenous side because of course we we have the Indian side of our family, um, but we came through pain. You know yes. we came through that that relationship had to be a, a challenged relationship you know, from master to slave um, because our family was then taken in and, and beloved and given land and given our freedom and, um, you know, yep. we've had that opportunity to take advantage of it. And so, yep. Hey, everybody's not too bad. You know, you know, it was yep. a rough time at that time. I know it's rough, but every slave owner, you know, at that time, I'm sure just thought that's what it, that's what they do. You know, this is the, this is what we do. So it was acceptable. Um, but now we know the difference and we're, we're happy to see that, our family had made that decision to free slaves and to mm -hmm. free the children from that relationship. We're free. And so it's a, it's a beautiful thing. It's a blessing to know your history. Yeah. It, it, it's what really empowered me, Fred. Like once I learned the truth about all of this, I'm like, wow, this is my America. I am uncle Sam. I am Sam Williams. The second I, I can live in, in the truth of my name. I can, I can thank my grandfather on my father's side for working in the steel mills of Gary, Indiana, and 
and sacrificing all of his his energy to to feed us and, and keep yeah. us going. But then I can also still appreciate that, yeah, we we had a challenge, um, you know, past and some of the things we may not like. Um, no, I don't like the fact that, you know, I have Confederate blood that, that birthed me. Yeah, we but, both, man, so. Yeah, but I'm proud to be here, right? Like, I would not want to be not here. So you have to embrace your truth. You got to just accept it. Like, I'm proud yeah. of to be alive and to be able to change the narrative of our family now, they will not think of us in that way. Yep. Um, and we've got a better, we got a better chance to, to do something to help people with what okay. we, where we are now. So, yep. And we go, we, so we go into that, that you got any shout outs to get? Cause we got five more minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah so, um, Cause I, definitely, I, I, I just got in from the gym and started recording with you. So I just definitely need a shower and, Get some food. So any <laughs> shout outs you gotta give before we end it, you know? Um man. Shout out to everybody minutes. who's been there and <laughs> supporting. Um Vanessa, who I'm just gonna say mom, of course, God over her, you know, but yes. then mom and you know, my stepdad did a great job in supporting me. Thank you, Irvin Drew, you know. Um yeah. All right. My my first stepdad's been great there too, Melvin Armstrong. Mm -hmm. uh, my godfather, um, Gonzalez Calloway, um, a lot of beloved people, the, the Rouse family that took me in. Shout out to them. Um, yeah, man. Right. There's some people out there that I love. If I didn't catch you, you know, everybody that's in my life now, you know who you are. I talk to you all the time. So this is more about those people that I I've, I missed. So all right. I'm going to miss somebody. I already know. So all forget right. the shout outs. Just yeah. check us out at Text for Help. Um, connect with me at it's Sam Williams the second on uh, Instagram or Twitter. It's Sam Williams I I. Yep, that's this the Roman numeral Sam Williams the second. That's my name. You can Google me. Uh, check out Text for Help. Same thing for social media at Text for Help T E X T the number four H E L P. If you need help, reach out to us. We will help you, and continue to do it for the kids. Um, we are still continuing that legacy of Milton Bullock and Muhammad Ali. Um, our website is diftk.org. Um, we are there. Um, God bless everybody. Yeah. All right. And I'm just going to give a shout out to all my listeners that's been listening. Shout out to the famous band, you know, the band Famous. Sorry about that. They I did an interview with them for the last episode, got rate reviews. Um, yeah, I love you guys, famous band, the, the band Famous. And just everybody keep listening and remember we're human beings and not animals and just act like it. And this will be posted on streaming platforms in about 20 minutes. So I'm going to end it at that, Cuzzo. And I love All you. Right. I love you too, man. God bless. God bless.